Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to an episode of Triple P, Preds, Pucks, and Pinoys. It's been a while. <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up and say the well, wrong, just, like, like, the what wrong words. What words are you going to choose there? Now I'm just concerned for you. Penis. Ah, no. penis, penis, and penis. Yeah, great penis, start. Penis, penis. Not even twenty seconds in, said penis like nine times now. We're back, <laughs> man. We're saying penis a lot. Ah, mm. there it is again. All right, folks. Well, y'all saw what happened uh, early in the evening on Monday. The Nashville Predators sent out an email to the to the local media, and there's going to be what they call a major press conference. Bridgestone Arena. This will happen Wednesday, or sorry, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Central, so Tuesday morning, July 13th, meaning some of you are probably listening to this after the fact that it, that it is happening, but not too often the Predators send out something that says a major press conference. They'll just say a press conference and who's involved. There's no mention of who's involved in this, but also the big thing is that it is the, the first in-person press conference in over a year and a half so since march of 2020 the first in-person thing and it's also going to be streamed live at nationalpredators.com on bally sports south so on tv bally sports app and 1025 the game when it's going to be streamed on radio okay that's one thing because radio will do that often for like a, a call a press conference stuff like yeah. that but for it to be on tv it's a pretty big deal for they're interrupting their typical programming, which, what, is probably doing the, a Braves game more than anything else on Valley Sports right now. More than baseball. It's, that's about the only thing going on in terms of regional sports yeah. uh, during this awkward time of the summer for about a couple months until getting into football and basketball season again and hockey season again. But all signs pointing to Pecorine announcing his retirement. So we're thinking, I mean, Adam being at Athletic put a little bit more information in that. And his tweet announcing the press conference and that it involves Pecorine. Maybe it involves more of that. About maybe he's joining the organization or whatnot. Uh, also, light refreshments will be provided. So this is meant to be like a positive press conference because they're going to have light refreshments. Oh, he's retiring. <laughs> uh, so I think there needs to be a cake. I mean, just if you're going to have light refreshments. So be like does, does light refreshments mean like champagne or does that mean like have a Diet Coke? I mean, like, I, like punch and pie. No, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, I would say light refreshments would be like snacky foods. Like here's snack mix mm. and like a muffin, ti- something like that. Yeah. It, your, your typical continental breakfast type of thing, light refreshments. And I assume it's something like water and soda and maybe like, like a picky snack food or something. And like that. It, probably because there's going to be a barrage of questions after Pekka goes, it's been a good ride. Yeah, it's been a good ride. And they're having it in one of the big meeting rooms. Those of you that are familiar with the arena, a lot of times when they have season ticket holder renewals or if you've been to private events there, there's these big meeting rooms that are by the Fan Information Center. So when you walk in where the escalators are and you walk into the right, there's big meeting rooms there. A lot of times they'll hold um, different seminars in there as well. If you've been there, they'll have private dinners that are before a game or that's where we'll have some season ticket holder renewals we'll have a bunch of stuff to give out so it's happening there and not in typical like the little press conference areas that the predators have used before it's not happening in the media room it is happening in a place where you can fit over 100 people yeah it's a big organizational announcement 
that leads to a couple things. (laughs) There's nothing else it could be, right? I mean, like... The only other thing, the only other thing, and I do not believe this is happening because of all the signs that are pointing, the only other thing that could happen would be David Poyle saying that he's announcing his successor and that this is his last year. Oh, dear God, how amazing. I mean, oh, that would be nice. Uh, but it would be a troll job because Al Simes leading towards Pekka right now. It ha- like, I mean, leading up to this, Matt, it was David Poyle saying before the fourth, saying that they're going to talk one more time after the fourth to see how he's feeling. This times well mm-hmm. that they met last week to talk about how he's feeling and then coming into this gives us an idea. Gives, gives us th- but here's the thing. I want to get your point of view, especially because of where you're at, what you hear, your job and everything. Here in Nashville... We know what, what Twitter and Facebook and everything's been saying about this. What in terms of the hockey world? Because it's not too often a, an NHL team will release something like major press conference yeah. alert. They'll just release the news or they'll say something's going to a press conference, but not this where it's major. So what has been the, the feedback and the feel that you're getting from the rest of the hockey world? I've had about four or five texts saying, so Pekka's retiring, right? Right. And that's from people who don't listen to the show which they should be doing. But, yeah, it's from people that are from the outside looking in who know I have a connection to the Predators, to Nashville, and they're like, so is that what's happening? I'm like, I don't know, but probably. Like, that's that's my best guess. Because let's run through the other scenarios and what it could be. It wouldn't be a jersey reveal, because I feel like that's something you kind of just announce and you could do over Zoom. You don't need that big conference room. No, and they'll hype it up and lead to it with teases and everything. Right. Because Adidas is going to make them. Yes, and that's like a... <laughs> Oh, this is what they were teasing. Let's go order this now and spend a bunch of money. Like that's that's that side of things. Um, another thing that I saw floated out there is that it could be an announcement for like a special type of game. Again, I don't think that warrants the big conference room. I don't think you call that a major announcement. I feel like the phrasing of major announcement is what's so vital here because it's someone who has been a part of the team for so long, so iconic, so legendary, that, yeah, it's going to be a major announcement tomorrow or today whenever you're hearing this when Pekka says, thanks, that's it, that's all. If I was a gambling man, yet again, I did bet on Shohei Otani to win the home run derby, but Polar Bear Pete Alonso did win. Um, should have bet on Pete Alonso. I'm so stupid. You don't put the defending champion as number five seed. Um Right. Going off on baseball tangent. Anyways, um, <laughs> like I would say, ninety nine times out of a hundred, if I were to bet, I would bet on it being Pekka retiring. That's like that's how confident I am that this is what it is. Because honestly, I don't think Poyle would call it a major announcement, or the president would call it a major announcement if he was stepping down. I don't think that it's that like it would be major well, but you wouldn't phrase it that way well and i don't think that announce they would put light refreshments will be served they yeah just have it there like uh, w- whenever a gm move like that does happen if you look around the league it's not like hey we have a bunch of seats available it's sometimes just like a small office and there's a few questions or it's their small media room and it's a few questions and that's it or in this day and age it's a zoom meeting and that's it but they're going to celebrate Pekka in front of people. I don't think this announcement happens unless A, Pekka obviously goes, yeah, I'm done, and B, if you can't have this group of people in front of them. Because you're going to want friends, you're going to want family there, uh, you're going to want people in the organization who have been close to him, goalie coaches, uh, players that are his friends as well. You're going to want a whole crowd in there. This isn't something that is just 20 people in a room and then everyone right. watches from TV. 
This is like a celebration. A retirement for a player like this is a celebration. Uh, certain retirements is just someone tweeting out, yeah, I'm done. Here's my like press release. Thanks, see ya. It's been good. But the fact of the matter is this is what? The first iconic player to hang them up at Bridgestone. And this is this will be the first iconic player to have his jersey go up in the rafters, which I don't see happening until the year after, by the way. Not this year coming, right. but the year after. Just because I think... You need a year to sit. You need a year to sit, and you want 100% full capacity, go, 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 with no danger of this game was scheduled four months from now to hang up his jersey and, like, retire him. You don't know what this pandemic's going to bring kind of thing. I think you need that other year of just clarity. But, yeah, it's it's P.E.K.K.A. That's what this is. I, I, I'd love to be right on this for once on this show. Well, it's got to be. It's I mean, again, we're, there's not much else that it could be, and you're saying all the right things of why – you don't have the whole organization there for something unless it's huge yeah. like that, especially all the staff and everything and have room, like you said, for players and things like that. Oh, we know plenty of them are in town. I mean, Pekka Reina was at the Elite Edge Hockey Showcase yesterday, hanging with the kids. Elite Edge Hockey is, is run by Brandon Walker, who is with Hockey Ops, the Natural Predators, and it is awesome because this is where you have high-end talent from around the Southeast and the world even comes in to be scouted and coached by uh, college D1 coaches, by junior coaches from the NA, the U.S., uh, all, all throughout junior hockey and multiple different junior hockey leagues, including the, some of the Canadian junior leagues too. And they don't just get on ice, but they get off ice. And then what's great when you have a guy like Brandon Walker running this, he has the connections to the Preds players. And so yesterday, Pecorini was just in the lobby, hanging out and taking pictures with all these, with all these players. I mean, Good that's pretty cool. You're just like, you know, from 13 to 18 years old, you're there to play hockey. And all of a sudden Pecorini is just there taking pictures and saying hello and greeting you. Uh, and then today, Rocco Grimaldi was there, That's saw him walking cool. in, held the door. And you can tell this is, I know we're getting a little off topic, but just had to share. This is how you can tell it's been a long time since I've seen these players in person. Like it has been, I, when you think about it, this yes, the season went on, but during these Zoom calls, it was a one-sided video. Yeah. We could see them on camera for post-game interviews. All they saw maybe was a picture. Mm-hmm. of us talking there were, was not any back and forth video conversations happening with these players this is the first time i'd seen them and rocco double did a double take i opened the door because I was, I was heading out and he was heading in and he just like keeps walking then looks at me and goes oh hey man how's it going nice <laughs> like that that click of yeah. i really do recognize you i do know who you are it's been forever since i've seen you in person yeah. 18 months i've seen you in person it's just like uh, when so. you eventually go out for beers with that high school friend or college friend that you're like oh we should go right. catch up and have some beers and then years later you finally see them and you're like this counts this is good enough right yeah yeah so it was it was a little weird but it was really cool just to see people reacting to pekka and i mean to think some of those kids that might be the last opportunity they have yeah, well, I mean, I, I honestly think, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this too in a different episode, the impact Pekka had, what we think he'll do kind of thing, but the short version of that episode will honestly be me saying he's going to have a role within either the organization or within, Finnish, or within Finnish hockey yeah. or within hockey in Tennessee, like he'll have a role in hockey. He's just that kind of guy. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be like, it was good, see you later. He'll, he'll stick around. I mean, that's that's probably the the best case scenario in a retirement announcement is that he announces retirement and then says, but we've created this role for him to help with the development of goaltenders in the organization or something like that. I don't see it happening for the next four or five years. He just had a kid. Yeah, I know. I think think he'll just want to have, like, I am an old-ass goalie. 
Well, I, I am yeah, now I a, a middle-aged man and not old anymore. That's why I want to just chill. Yeah, hundred percent. That'd fans. be yeah for fans. Yeah, that means he'd still be around things like that. And who knows? I mean, Pekka could obviously he's still very well connected to Finland and back home. That's still home to him. So I definitely could see them moving back to Finland and him wanting to raise his kid there mm-hmm. uh, for the time being and, and spending that time there. And maybe he is a local scout, a goaltending scout based in Finland where he doesn't never has to leave home. Yeah. And like he'll come job. back for special appearances and things like that. Of course. Of like, course. So we'll just, see. Yeah. It's a lot of speculation. And those people that know me know that I absolutely hate speculation. I just want facts. Me too. I just want facts. But so I, I feel really like do not like speculation. This is pretty damn close to facts. I know. I know. It's damn. It's damn close to facts and everything. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Just know that. It, well, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow. Ever. It's gonna be everywhere. I mean, yeah. the hockey world is gonna be focused and is on on the National Predators tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central. So it's gonna be very curious to see if any teams try to what? slide something under. What bad timing! I hit the road tomorrow. At yeah, noon Eastern. Oh, so you're just going to have to, like, listen to it. Like, I, I have to go do a plethora of errands. Like, I have to go get an oil change, go grocery shopping, go do a bunch of shit before I actually get out. But I'll, in between things, I'll just be checking my You'll phone. You'll be on the road. Yeah, I'll be like, oh. On the road for vacation, because, of course. I mean, it's summertime. Hey, I'm, I'm working from my vacation. It's not a true vacation. It's Okay. It's okay, my fair. once a year go to the cottage with, like, all my best friends kind of thing. And yeah. there's like a group of, I think there's nine of us this year, which should be a lot of fun. And they're all kind of pissed off that I have to bring my computer and work from up there. And they're like, we're just going to get you drunk. I was like, I'm just going to get up at 6 a.m. and do my work and then go back to sleep. I was like, I, there's no <laughs> getting me hammered to do work. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, and speak. So just know that I'll have a recap episode, a real quick recap episode and everything for everybody uh, that'll hit Wednesday morning and everything. So we'll, we'll have you covered there. For what's going on with the announcement and stuff like that but we'll see we'll see what happens uh i think it's, it's obviously pekka and then what is after that like what comes with the announcement is it a presentation of the the the, uh, the trophy that he recently won what what is it why is it gonna be just that it can't just be just that it's gonna be that oh plus God. retirement could um, you imagine major <laughs> no. press conference no, we're no, no, showing off pekka's I'm trophy kidding. i'm kidding I'm kidding, but okay, since, since this will be the last time Matt and I will be able to talk before the lists are submitted for the expansion draft, let's do one final take on one, what we think will happen, and two, what we would like to see happen with the protection list. Let's not get into any of your trades, because I'll, I'll preface this with two. I don't think we're going to see near as many trades this this time. Let's just do it as if this is what the roster is, no speculating on trades whatsoever. Just yeah. This is yeah. This is yeah. it. Like you have okay. the players that are on the team right now, and that's it. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go first. Yep. Ooh, that was funny. If you click Roman Yossi, you wave him. <laughs> the four <Jeez>. defensemen. <laughs> well, I'm not even. I'm just doing eight forward defense. Uh huh. Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm, Fabro, Forsberg, Cunnan. <laughs> Johansson, Yarn Croak. That's eight, and then okay. Saros. Saros. Yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah. 
So sorrows, that's what that's what yeah. I would do. Okay, that's fair. So out of Saros, Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm, Fabro, Forsberg, Cunnan, Yarncroak, Sissons. That's what you'd do? Force them to take either one of the $8 million guys, Rocco Grimaldi. <laughs> um, let's see. Or <laughs> I just Rocco don't... Grimaldi or, or Nick Cousins or uh, Yakov Tredin. I just don't You're think. You're going to force them to take. I just don't think they're going to take them. Or Alexander Carrier. Me picking Johansson here is just more of a respect thing, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah, I get it. But I'm I mean, throwing a bit of shade at Duchesne here by not choosing him, but also right. if Seattle wants to take him, sure. I just think if you leave Johansson and Duchesne both exposed, they take Rijo every day yeah, of the week. Yeah, they do, but then it's $8 million that you have flexibility It with is, them. but I just also don't see them being that financially stupid in the draft, right? I don't either. I've just... This is what that's what I'd like to see. So it really does like, come down to like two players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm pretty set on defense, pretty set for at least Cunning and Forsberg, and then what happens at the other two spots. Mm-hmm. So what I think with David Poyle now, because stuff's been leaked left, right, and center about him openly trying to shop the eight million dollar men, like from credible sources, it's been leaked. Mm-hmm. To me, I think his list isn't going to be much different than my list or your list. Oh, I, I agree, especially when he was going to expose Arvidsson. Yeah, so to me it's like I wouldn't be surprised if your list is the right one. I just, uh, like, the only I wouldn't reason... I would if yours is either. I mean, like, it's... It has to pretty well damn be one of our two. Minor and fluctuations. That's, and that's not us me, like, touting us as the greatest projectors of a freaking expansion draft. Um, that's just, like... It's either David Poyle goes the semi-respectful route of protecting Johansson, <laughs> or he goes, F it, like you said, go ahead, right. take one of them if you dare. But but even with that then, too, if he exposed one of the $8 million guys and Arvidsson and Seattle, based on what he said, that Seattle would take Arvidsson, then they're like, huh. I, well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, taking RV is a hell of a lot easier to swallow. Oh, of course, but it also means, too, that they were looking at something different. They still were not going to take the $8 million guy. Oh, of course. If Arvidsson was there. So, therefore, they trade Arvidsson to get something in return. Now, you force it a little bit more to, like, "Mm, there's still less available. So, you're saying you're going to take Yakov Trenin over Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson? Like, it's playing that mind game with Seattle, too. It's like, you you really want to chance your one pick from our team on a depth guy like that because when it comes down to it that's what they're gonna have available are a couple depth guys and Matthew Shane Roger Hansen maybe yeah like I'm looking so, around it's Trennan they could take Nick Cousins Grimaldi Nick Cousins Grimaldi uh, honestly Carrier could be you one could, too I mean you could burn two million dollars a worse way with Rocco Grimaldi I think that's the best pick out of them all um but it's a lot easier to turn a Rocco Grimaldi into a seventh round, sixth round pick and just wipe your hands with him and be done with it than it is to take on the risk of an $8 million man for until 2025. Oh, I agree. That's what the Predators trying to force hand. That's oh, what yeah. they're trying to do. You can it's tell that. basically David Poyle going, you got two shit options here at $8 million or you can get a kind of not impactful player for two mil. Take your pick. True expansion draft player. Yeah, that's like... That's a good handcuff there. And then the only problem with that is 
if there's no trades done beforehand, Seattle's going to be like, well, I don't want to deal with you. Look what you made me do. Well, you don't have to. Then you know at least you have your roster set. You do. But I, I, this whole offseason will become a massive failure if one of those $8 million men aren't moved. I know we've said that we we like we've countless said times, that. and this is opportunity numero uno right now. And and it's, I think the Predators this time have a better hand because they took care of one of the situation players yes. in a trade, so they have a better hand now leading into this because I think too, like I was saying before, we're not going to see near as many trades, or we're going to see more strategic trades more than anything else in this expansion draft because teams have learned what happened and Seattle's obviously learned a lot too. So I I think it's only teams that are really cap strapped. Like maybe they're dumping a player Mm -hmm. similar to what Pittsburgh had to do with, with flurry. I mean, they're in a situation where they were wanting to move on and flurry was cool with it. You might have some of those veteran guys that are willing to do that as well. I could totally see that happening too or you see a team leaving a certain guy unprotected that you never would have thought be unprotected because it ends up they had a conversation like no he's ready to move on mm-hmm. kind of thing so i'm curious to see what happens there in the, in the few days after that list is set and everything and that's happening on the 18th is when those lists are due so we'll, we'll see what happens but i i would like them to go that route to really force seattle's hand of either you take one of these eight million dollar guys or you're getting a true depth player and granted Carrier, I wouldn't necessarily call him a true depth player. He's a good middle defenseman. So that might be a smarter pick for them, too, if they're looking for a guy that's young that potentially could be a good second-pairing guy for them for at least two seasons while they're continuing to develop and sign free agents, things like that. Carrier, according to Cap Friendly, He's eligible. No, he has to be eligible given the number of players the Predators have to expose. Oh, really? Yes. It says... Given that he was close. So this website is lying to us. No, it's, it's, it's right based on the data. It's just right. that oh, given yeah, the number Cap of roster Friendly players and contracts, analytic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's based on on the API. Uh, so it's 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 one of those things that the Predators only have so many players under contract mm-hmm. to be able to expose, and so Carrier has to be exposed, even though he has two games remaining. Right. Okay, makes sense. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Yeah, it's because he was, and I believe it's because he was based on age and him and being the closest. That makes as sense. Well, so nice. um, I do have a question. Okay, so friend of the show, Chris Arnold asked me this question i'd love to hear your explanation of it how is it considered not tampering when the kraken is talking about players hypothetically like matt duchene who are still under contract in terms of acquiring them i gave him like a long answer gave him a couple like paragraphs to read how would you explain this in very layman's terms you really think teams follow the rules i mean it's also (laughs) It's. <sighs> I wouldn't call it tampering because it's not, it's not necessarily tampering. It's just feeling feeling out the waters more than anything else. General managers talk all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's talking all the time, and there's sometimes too where general manager will give permission to a player to talk to a team. Yes. More than anything else, too. So you have private permission. It's it's only tampering if it's unknown. And it's That's also tampering it. if you flat out go out to the public and say. We want to acquire blah blah blah. Yes, who is yeah. Which is what the Leafs did way back when, when the Sedins were in Vancouver, and then that's when the league was like, "What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Here's a tampering fa- uh, fine." But right. that's like the fine line. You're allowed to hypothetically be like, "Okay, we want to select this team or this player from you, but what if you trade us this player? How right. could we grease the wheels that way?" Like you're allowed right. to do all that kind of stuff. You just can't be blatant. And be like. 
we we uh, have an under the table deal to do this, and we're saying that out loud. <laughs> like the trade will never read on paper. Predators trade Matt Duchesne to Seattle Kraken plus third round pick for Kraken to take Duchesne kind of thing. Like there's no right. That'll never it's be. It's never. Writing. It's never like that. You just no. have to. Un- you have an understanding of. Oh, so that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> and like I mean, at the end of the day. The Kraken could, by the rule book, tell Nashville that they will take Matt Duchesne and then not do it. They'll, that'll never, ever, ever happen because that'll just create a huge Schmidt storm. Um, right. So that, like, you'll never see so, general managers do that to each other. So, so, for instance, too, let's just look at the trade that the Blackhawks and the Oilers <laughs> What made. a bad trade. So, Duncan Keith. <laughs> so and- bad. I mean, Caleb Jones return and conditional pick and everything, too. But, I mean, if anything, what's curious, though, y'all remember Chicago's situation in the last expansion draft? Oh, man. Y'all remember how their protection list was predetermined the entire way because of all the no-movement clauses on there? Well, this time, Chicago only has two of those. Yeah. From all eight spots, or nine spots being covered to only two so it gives them some flexibility because had they kept keith it would have been one there's also so only this is there's only two people left from that cup right yeah so that that right there too was probably a move in preparation expansion draft m- multiple other things too for chicago but that gives them a lot more flexibility <laughs> to get rid of that that clause that duncan keith carried on him and so that <laughs> It's, it was very curious. <laughs> so here's what I read from a lot of credible sources. Here's how this went down. When the talk started happening, Edmonton was like, all right, listen, we'll give you Caleb Jones. We'll also give you Koskinen, though, and we'll give you a fourth-round pick. Or you'll give us a fourth-round pick. And Chicago was like, I, I don't want Koskinen. Thanks. Talks are over. And it just went quiet. And then weeks later... Edmonton called them back up and said, all right, we'll give you Jones. Instead of that fourth-round pick coming our way, give us a third. And Chicago went, okay, thanks. Here you go. (laughs) Like, this is such a bad trade. I know it's only 5.5 mil over two years, but you now have $9.1 million, I believe it is, tied up in Duncan Keith and Zach Cassian. Gonna win a cup, man. That's not a good look. Connor McDavid must be at home right now going, what the f- is going on? <laughs> I know, like, everyone was saying that Duncan Keith still has game left in him, according to people who have seen him. He's 37 years old. There's only so much There's game There's only left. so much game you have left. Yeah, like, if you have game for a 37-year-old, that's cool. You're still 37 years old. And I'm sorry. I'm 37 if, years old. Could you imagine playing in the NHL right now? Like, even if you were in tip-top shape at 37. Depends on how much I'm getting paid. I could definitely imagine it. $5.538462 million. <laughs> Sign me up and give my oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, just let me block a bunch of shots. But that was a bad trade. It was not good. It was awful. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but, uh, that's what I'm going to be curious to see, too. Is not necessarily teams that are trading with Seattle, teams that are trading with each other mm-hmm. to prep their rosters better. So I'd be prepared for the next five days. There's going to be some teams that are going to be tinkering with each other's lineups 
to prepare them for the expansion draft because like, uh, well, we can part with this guy, but we want something in return at least, just like the Predators. Yeah. We want something in return for somebody they might have lost. So there's, there's plenty of question marks. It's crazy season now with the, the, the cup being over. It's crazy season because trades are, are, are up. There's going to be talks about, you know, who can sign deals right after the expansion draft is done. If we're going to see a plethora of just deals come in and, and fly right through there too, all these free agents. And then it goes right into the regular draft which is going to be a cluster of interesting shit because <laughs> the way scouting had to go this season and no one really knowing where some of these guys stand. So teams could end up getting a damn good steal in the second round because people just don't know what to think of a player because a lot of them didn't play yeah. <laughs> or they played very limited time uh, in this past season too. So this is this is one of those grab bags of, hey, just reach in the bag, see what you got. To Maybe it's it. going to be good. It's the same thing as what happened with baseball. It's like a lot yeah. of these kids didn't play triple A, didn't play double A, didn't play single A, didn't play rookie ball, and they're now getting to this season. A lot of teams are like, oh, you got better. Or it's like, oh, you got so much worse. Yeah, what it's, happened? Yeah, so I, I completely agree with that. I think that's a good analogy just of it being a grab bag. Uh, this is still a shitty draft. <laughs> Owen, Power, draft. Owen Power goes one and then have fun. Yeah. So very curious to see what happens. That we'll have more on that. But silly season is upon us. So hey, get those questions in. I know we've addressed a lot of topics without actually addressing who asked questions. But if there's still things that we haven't answered that you want us to next week. Then be sure to get that in. Again, a reminder that I'll have the recap for you uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So when you're listening to this tomorrow, I'll have a recap for you on the re- the potential rena announcement or whatever this press conference was. I'll have a recap for you, a very quick one. And then how about in the next week's episode, Matt, we discuss the Loki uh, season finale. Oh, as yeah. Well as other Man. things to give, give people a few days to let it sink in. So good. And then, well, wait, you, are, movie theaters aren't open there yet, are they? Shut up. No, I, I'm being serious because I mean... Oh. It's still crazy. Is well, so, it just your province or all through Canada? Our province is going into phase three of reopening on Friday, which means you can have 50% eating in restaurants. You know how much it pissed me off watching the home run derby today? People I'm sorry. chugging beers, having fun, dudes falling over balusters trying to catch home runs, hugging one another after hitting home. Like, hmm. Mm. I mean, I'm going to a press conference in person. I can't go to the mall. Well, I mean, I can go to the mall. I just, like... Let's go to the mall today. This is a prison. (laughs) It's not good. Like, it's awful. It's not great. Well, let's just hope you're able to get here for the stadium series. I will be there for the stadium series. I'm double vaxxed now, so... Yeah, I'm glad you got through that. That was the worst ever. I called in sick for the first time in over a year. It just whooped my ass. I remember getting the shot. It was like 2 o'clock. I got the shot. 3 o'clock came by. I was like, arms kind of sore. By like 9 o'clock that night, I was like, I don't feel good. Went to bed and woke up, and it felt like you were standing over me the whole night, just wailing on me with like a pillowcase filled with soap and just beating the hell out of me. And then, oh, oh, that's the route you went. Okay. Yeah, you you weren't beating on me. You were beating me up, not off. Um, <laughs> I was about to say your lupia cracked. No, oh, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's like adobo, one of the, baby adobo. That's the, one of the roughest sicknesses I've had. It's so uh, bad, and now that's one uh, of the roughest images I've ever had. 
You're a gentle lover. I believe that. <laughs> Your body felt like Lechaflon. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it was as malleable as Hollow Hollow. Uh, and that's how we get our Pinoyan. That's it. Go look up all those things and then imagine. Uh, yeah, you know. Imagine Matt's kind of tan, half Filipino body. <laughs> I, I, we're not writing or speaking erotic fan fiction right now. We're just going to stop and wrap this. The episode. Have, it's hockey fan fiction, but in a really weird way. Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> No, we're speaking. It's definitely not right. Okay, folks. I mean, if you want to support it, you can always PayPal us and we'll... Okie dokie. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see if we are correct about our assumptions for the press conference. Make sure you're following Matt at Best of Matt. I'm at Justin B. Bradford and at Triple P Podcast underscore and Triple P Podcast on Facebook as well. And hey, we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget, we'll have the recap with me. And maybe I'll find someone to join me. Who knows? I don't know. But I'll have a recap for you on the press conference in our very next episode. And, hey, we'll talk Loki season finale and so much more in our next one. As always, thanks for tuning in. This is Justin Bradford from Matt Best. This has been Triple B, the Preds, Pucks, and Panois podcast. Bye. Bye.